Welcome to Two Men. What is it called again? Two and a Half Men. <laughs> Two Men on the Run. We're back and this is a very special edition. First of all, I would like to give a huge shout out to Shay and Amy who are getting married today. Today of all days in Greece in a place called Rhodes. I'd, I'd like to go there. And um, John McElhill did very well there in the Manchester Marathon, two hours 35. I thought I'd give him a shout out from Finn Valley. And in the National Road Relays in Ireland, in Rohini, the V35 ladies team scooped silver. That was a, a big win. So well done to those those uh, friends of mine and co-competitors in over, overseas. But today, Rachel, Rachel Joy, no, no, Rachel Joy Fitness. Uh, Rachel Hodgkinson has finished second British lady overall just a couple of days ago there in the London Marathon and we, we are delighted to have her on the show. Absolutely delighted. Give a round, warm round of applause. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. I have to admit, I, I felt like you slightly undersold the performance there of, of, of what so Rachel's did, done at London. Start, start <laughs> no, 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 let's oh. keep rolling. That's, uh, it looks bad on you and that's absolutely fine. And, uh, <laughs> Apologies. But, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, you need what, friends I mean, like Matthew. <laughs> yeah. what, a, what an absolutely fantastic performance. I mean, for a start, the London this year as a whole across all the races was, was just amazing to watch. Um, again, it'll be something John Joe doesn't know because uh, I'm very doubtful he's only he ever watched I'm London Marathon once and it was because I dragged him round to watch it. Um, I did actually watch a little bit of it I and, um, and um, yeah, so I've surprised you. Surprised me, you have. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, some fantastic races, but obviously, um, Rachel, your performance, um, 234.46, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah second, second British lady. Um, obviously it's off the mass start as well you weren't in the elite race and, and we'll, we'll, we'll maybe get to the questions on that because I'm I mean obviously you won't maybe know the answers but I feel like the organisers themselves in the elite race the, the British uh, women's fields has been pretty pretty low numbers in it the last two years uh, back in October um, when I competed and obviously yourself this year you know, can, really, we, can we start can we start with that so how many elite women do, do Britain have in that particular race uh, there was two two by the, by oh, the time the race started, okay, there was two. Yeah. There was there was I more know, entered yeah. originally. I thought there'd be like a um, hundred of them, but there's, there's well, only two. two. No, no, there's two only elite. yeah. There's only there's never that many anyway in both the men's and women's elite races. But you, you there was more in the men. There was probably there was probably fifteen or so British men in the elite race started the line. There was probably twenty originally entered in the elite women. There was probably I think there was about six, six or so yeah, entered originally, and then you had dropouts. I think Jess Pozeki. Steph Davis, I think was in, Rose yeah, Harvey, yeah. I think was in originally, um, all dropped prior to it, um, and then obviously the day before the event, Amos McCoughlin. What was the reasons for that again? So Injuries, I mean, it, you know. What about the sponsor, I heard about the sponsor. Yeah, there was a sponsor thing, I, I'm not sure how much that, I mean, injury, I know injury. where the sponsor thing came from, but it was the same for every athlete going, and it has been for, for years, so I, I'm not sure why Ailish brought that up and put that in a thingy very we'll, much was an injury sort of thing we'll really pick up later on the, on the sponsorship thing but this this sounds forgive me i know nothing about this this the detail of this but you're in the mass participation sort of lineup so there's yeah. forty-five thousand runners is that correct I'm you're on the championship start yeah, yeah. On the championships. okay so there's different pens and this is the championship pen is it championship so, so there's a qualifying standard for the championship start which right. is the sort of the top 
club runners and things that sort of start line is, is it meant to be. Okay. Um, okay. But obviously, from Rachel's times in previous races, going back to Chicago last yeah. uh, October to um, Tokyo, okay, Tokyo um, in, in uh, end of March, uh, start of March, sorry, um, all sort of hinted that realistically you should have been in the elite field as far as I could see looking at it. And why, when the British field was, was dwindling, um, there wasn't the look at uh, who we've got in the in the yeah. in the championship field and go well. Let's move them up or um, some of the obviously. But Rachel has ploughed her way through the field um, to the astonishment of the selectors. Is that correct? We're not selectors, but no, no it's just no. obviously it's a, a fantastic run. And yeah. obviously, would the, they not be surprised, or would they would they expect that from you? Well, it, it happened the same the year before. Um, two or two of the, the, the women who were on the Copenhagen team with myself have both been selected off their performance in, in London back in October right. where they started on the, the mass start line because again, there was only two British women in the elite start race because people had, had, had dropped out in that and it was left to Steph Twell and um, Rose right. Harvey and Rose Harvey obviously was, was first Brit that day and obviously this time it was Samantha Harrison was the only one to, to finish. Uh, oh, sorry, I don't know whether... Let's bring in Rachel on, yeah, yeah. on this wonderful success. <laughs> So yeah, I was in the championship start and I knew going into that that I was the strongest woman on paper in the championships. So for me, that was kind of like, I was quite happy being in that championship pen because I knew I would have had a lot of fast men to pace me, which I didn't necessarily stick with, but it meant that I wasn't running on my own. And like Sam did an incredible run, but the last eight miles, she was completely on her own. So right. a very, very different race experience yeah. to the one that I had. And do they set those pens off hat? What's the difference in time? So we line up behind the elite men. Yeah. So they, you know, they will introduce the elite men and we are penned up behind them where we can basically join them on the start line. Yeah. So I, I did elbow my way right to the front, right. much yeah. to the um, disgust of a lot of the championship men. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're not, what are you doing? This is a woman. Like, I think some of them said to me like, hey, Egg. Is that because they've set the women off, um, the elite women off? They've already set them yeah, off, sorry. So, yeah. so they, yeah. so they yeah. set the elite women off uh, at about yeah. half an hour before, an hour, yeah. the, elite, yeah. the elite men yeah. and the... So and now the, you've, I can picture the scene now, you've elbowed your way through. The championship men, that, they're, yes. they're, you know, some, so, of, the, some of them they, are like 220s, And when you say you felt, did you feel that disgust from these... these yeah, well, really? some of them said to be like, you know what, love, we all want a fast time here. We're oh, all waiting. What saying? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. God, yeah. We're all trying to start here as well. We all want to get to the front, like, hold yourself back. And right. I was like, I'm probably going to run faster than you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you did? I probably did, yeah. 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 For the majority of them, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so many questions to ask but we, we, we are, a, a basic question for me would be looking at your power of 10 you've chosen it picks up in 2018 yeah how old are you if you don't mind me asking I'm 30 so in 2018 you, you would have been about what 25, 26 something like that Mosley Hill yeah was the first club that you joined were you were you already running before that or yeah I was running like I've run for like leisure as a hobby because I enjoy it um, for about 10 years, but like I haven't actually, like, yes, I was registered with Mosley Hill. I wasn't actually training with them or doing anything with them. And in fact, I was in the championships back in 2019 at London and they didn't know what that was. Right. Okay. So did you choose the wrong club? Because I know you're now a Liverpool Harrier. And yeah. We, we were delighted to occasionally see it with Dave Evans yeah. in the group sessions. 
was that an initial mistake do you think or was it just a part of the process I think of I'd learning I contacted a couple of clubs to find out like the, at the time it said that you had to be registered with a UKA approved club and I looked at the ones in the city that I could register with and to be honest I think I chose it based on well Mosley Hill's closer to where I live I'm never actually going to get to train with them anyway and the membership was cheaper at Mosley Hill no. well notice you've done <laughs> you've done all your own research you've got your own book there which are you recommending yeah. this particular book you know, I've followed this book to the T, pretty much. What's it, what is it called? Can it's you, for the Advanced listener. Marathoning, the third edition, and you've got Pete Fitzinger and Scott Douglas. So they've got like their marathon plans, different lengths, different levels, different mileage, and there's even like a chapter on like multi-marathoning. And how long have you been studying that particular book? I started this nearly a year ago, so it's oh, last June. Yeah. I brought it in to build up towards Chicago. And that took, that was nearly 20 minutes off my time Amazing. in that block. Amazing. Yeah. And was this recommended or did you? Yeah, my friend got it for me and I trained with my friend in his group um, for the summer. And then I've done a little bit since then with them, but not so much, mostly because I was injured and I couldn't hit the, the speed that they were training at. So I felt like I was holding them back when it came to training for London. Um, but I did actually finish a fair distance ahead of all of them <laughs> in the end. <laughs> Um, and then looking at that, Matthew will have studied it f- far closely than me. I can see you've got all your notes there, Matthew. But from 2018, I can see these these marathons in America, Chicago, but Boston. I think Boston yeah. was the first one. Yeah. And um, six stars. You chose to go to America. That's, that's straight over John Joe. Sorry, what, what does that mean? Sorry. You don't know the six stars. No, no. no I've no, been no, doing no. the world majors, the Abbott World Majors, where you've got the, your main six. So oh, I thought there was five. Sorry, I thought there was five majors. There's six majors. Six. So you got London. So I started with that. London, yeah. And then my first London, I qualified for Boston. So nice. I decided yeah. there and then on race day, I'm going to do all six. And my mum and dad were like, oh, great, where are we going? <laughs> oh, so, okay, so your mother and father go with you on these. Yeah, yeah, oh, they've, amazing. Been, they've been amazing. around the world with me. Fantastic. So that's why I went off to Boston next. And then from, from Boston, which was horrendous, it was that year when it was the freezing oh, rainstorms. Yeah. It was the worst race I've ever done. It was just like... Can I recommend a book for you? Um, Bill, is it Bill Rogers? Bill Rogers. Bill Rogers, Marathon Man. Uh, Marathon Man. He, he, uh, would, it, would it be around the, the Vietnam War and he was a gay, he wasn't, he was a was conscientious, really? conscientious objector and then he was, wasn't very fit and he got into the marathon and he won it uh, three times. Yeah, something like three that. Three times, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's wow. a great book though, great book. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a ridiculous race. I mean, the winners in that race were like completely unheard of. Well, the guy he, from Yuki, Japan. Well, he was the one who finished... Um, he started the mass race. He was like the first finisher oh, in the saw mass that. race. I saw that, so that yeah. was him. I but he's it was down him. His, G, his GB. Oh, is but he? But not obviously he was yeah, Japanese. Uh, but that was that was oh, him, like a 213. Maybe he's been uh, doing his six as well. Who knows? Yeah, no, that's that's what he's been doing. Well, okay. I think he likes records and he, right. he's okay. collecting. He's done 170 marathons that's and he's ridiculous. run. I think the majority of them under two hours 30. I think there's 10 of them under two hours 10, yeah. and so many under two hours 20, sort of thing. Well, the so women's t- the women's winning time in that was actually 240. Yeah. That, that year. was Deslinden, that was Deslinden, yeah. 240. And then, yeah. like last year in Chicago, I ran 239, and I was thinking, if that had been Boston yeah. a few God, years yeah. ago, yeah. So, so you you would like to win a marathon? I mean, have you have you won one yet? I've run I've won and I've won little competitions like. Yeah. 
local stuff. And but I've you're done, so, so close now, and as you, with those I'm, times. I'm, I'm getting up there now. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, there's quite a steep progression, as you probably noticed from Power of Ten and Run Britain. Mm. Like until about a year ago, it was I was I didn't even break three hours until a year ago, really? and then yeah. very steep. Forget, what, partly because I followed the book. And, and in the, what does it say in the book? If you don't, well, it's just the plan. I've just done it as it mm. as I should have done it, and trained in a way that I needed to train. I look back on Strava, and it's embarrassing. I need to probably delete half my records. <laughs> I used to train at like 10 to 12 minute miles every run and just go for like a steady plod <laughs> for two, three hours at a time. Oh, okay. And that was how I used to train. I, I didn't, the concept of like speed training or hitting certain paces. Yeah. Mm. That probably built like that nice base for you then yeah. to build off and, and, and then adapt into the training. Whereas if you'd probably gone into directly into that sort of stuff, maybe it would have been yeah. more injuries and things, that sort of thing. But from that base then. Yeah, so I had the good aerobic base and like with my job, because I'm working fitness, I'm on the go all the time. So I have a really good level of fitness, but the actual like training, like the idea of running a seven minute mile, I'd be like, I only do that in a race. And I'd never done any track work or speed work before this. So So this came in only a year ago. Yeah, a year ago. But I'd seen like Rose had done that incredible run in Seville last year and I was in that same race and I'd finished like just under three hours and she'd started to get her story out and people had said to me, you know, have you heard about Rose Harvey? Like she came from where you were, Mm. started training, took it seriously, got a coach and now she's 2.30, like you could do that. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big thing on the women's side of, of British marathon running at the moment. Is a lot of a lot of the, the top British women are sort of coming from having. I mean, for yourself as well, because I know we were talking back in in Leeds back in March, and you were saying how sort of it was probably post COVID that you started yeah. to take it a bit more serious and and start to obviously from the book and adapt the training and things like that and um you know yeah there's there's a lot obviously of women of a similar sort of level that are doing the, the same yeah. sort of thing and. Um, I've seen seeing the success on the on the British uh, yeah. women's and, side, at and the it's not taken that long. It's taken about a year, mm. but like it does take commitment and work and effort, yes. and the circumstances have to be right. So I know that there's people that have got ability and have got the drive, but if things in life aren't kind of falling into place, that gives them the time to to really work on it, then it's probably not going to happen, if that makes sense. Yes. Uh, For me, I had the time, and I wanted to do it, and I made it I made yeah. it happen. Hmm. Well, we, we, put, we want to see you go even faster, and I'm sure it's your ambition to go even faster. I personally believe there's a huge opportunity, from what you've said, to, to go faster and to achieve even more spectacular performances. What are your ambitions going forward? Well, I set myself a couple of goals at the start of the year to, to kind of PB. To I wanted a podium in Tokyo, which I did. Got gold in that for Great Britain in the international field. And then I wanted to get an England vest, which I secured by doing that in Tokyo. And I will probably get the marathon vest for next spring. I can't see them not selecting me after London yeah. to hopefully go and do something like Copenhagen or whatever it might be. Um, which Seville isn't it is the one yeah well the it's two, two thirty two. it is for is that it? which isn't that far away yeah. no, so, you're, you're, is that the European standard as well is that why it's been set I'm not sure because I, I know, know the men suddenly has dropped from always being 219 as the qualifying standard for an England vest suddenly for Seville is 214 right. which is obviously a big it's quite a jump which yeah, is yeah. 
But I, that, that obviously was the con- that was the European standard last year. Mm. So I don't know whether it's the European standard. Well, the for standards next are getting year, like, harder stuff. and harder, yeah. aren't they? And yeah, so I've got to kind of figure out what is next. Like I, I'm looking forward to wearing an England vest. That's going to be quite an occasion, and obviously performing as a as an athlete for England is going to be. It is it is a bit of a dream. So which race is it? You've I haven't decided. Okay. I haven't picked it yet. Yeah. But I'll be doing probably something summer or autumn, and then next year hopefully yeah. in a marathon somewhere. Let me let's talk you through this race now on Sunday. It's just only a couple of days. How are you feeling today after the? I'm pretty much back to normal really? to be honest. Already? I went back to work Monday morning. Started with a hit class as you do. And, and, and let's go into detail on the job because I think that's that's. So you're instructing sort of circuits hit classes yeah face to face all day long one to one pretty much one gym to the next Rachel Joy Fitness for those yeah. who are listening yeah uh, different gyms or one particular different gyms right? I have to go all over and yeah. you go in there and you've got classes lined up yeah and you partake in those classes yeah yeah so I lead from the front it's not like the classes where unfortunately I don't teach any circuits so I can't just set set up and let them go I have to actually like if I'm on a spin bike I have to actually do it with them and if you're doing that every day, is that part of... It's the, part of my training, really, the, but... The animal that you have become. Yeah. Um, I guess when you do that many classes, like I did, even be up to London, I did my standard 20 classes a week. 20 Ooh. classes a week, and you're yeah, partaking in... You're partaking Yeah, I did them all. Yeah. So, like, we, we kind of eased up a little bit after Thursday. Um, I took out a little bit of, like, leg work, and it was more of a gentle yoga on the Saturday morning. Um... But yeah, that does obviously help. And it things like yoga and Pilates, it's all my injury prevention. It's given me a good stretch. It's making me do those things that I need to do as well. You teach yoga and Pilates as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I teach amazing. everything. So all those classes and you're 20 classes a week? About 20 classes a week, yeah. And then on top of that, so you've got these 20 classes. How many r- runs do you go on? How many um, would you say? It varies. Like When I was training for Chicago... I was on like I think we peaked to eighty six miles a week, and that was that was seven days a week right. of running. Right. It was running every day, right. and I think that that was a full eighteen week plan. Mm. And how many sessions would you say in With the, the like speed, speed sessions? Sort of. There was usually one on the Tuesday, and then maybe one on the Friday. It might be like a tempo or something. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So it, what that was full on, but I realised. In the kind of after that, I reflected and thought, you know mm. what, I don't need to be doing seven days a week and 20 classes. Right. Um, and I was having a bit of a hamstring niggle mm. after Great North Run. My hamstring wasn't great. And the week of Chicago, I got put on rest because my hamstring was really not good. So it was like, I think maybe 86 miles was too much mm. on top on of top everything. Of the volume was just too much for my body. So I dropped it back and went on a plan that peaked up. I think we peaked at 70 miles on this one. Right, okay. And that gave us, like, Monday was a rest day slash cross-training. Well, with all the your classes as well. Yeah, so it was, like, six yeah. days a week. Right. Maybe maybe Thursday was a rest. It was five to six days a week, yeah. not as many miles, and that did suit me a lot better. Um, Amazing. So, so you'd, you'd probably do about three classes a day, would you? Uh, so some days it's, like, five. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I do one on the Saturday. That's, like, my rest day. It's just a yoga and I don't teach Sunday because obviously church is Sunday run. Right, right, very good. So talk us through the actual race. So you, you, you're obviously doing very well. Did you know at the time that you were you were on for a PB, or did you? Kind of, yeah. Like I, I wanted to go in. I wanted to 
win the mass race ideally because I should as the probably the best, strongest female in the championship however like I didn't know who was going to be in like good for age or other countries that might show yeah. up and represent you don't know um and also it's possible that there's other people in the championship that I've done like I haven't really nailed the training and they're in good shape yeah. you never know what it's going to be like mm-hmm. um but I thought you know I wrote out some of my splits that I wanted to kind of hit what I needed to get the the Harriers record because that was only 30 seconds off the time that I did in Tokyo um so I kind of thought well worst case scenario let's just try and get the Liverpool yeah. record and you took the the Harriers record from from Jenny Clegg yeah, yeah yeah so that was yeah. from 2006 so it's been a amazing. while amazing so that's I mean Jeff Smith we, we've spoken to Jeff yeah. he was running back in the 70s 80s was it and he's still got records um and they still stand today. Yeah. And, um, we spoke to Jenny. We spoke to Jenny, yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so to take a record at the Harriers is very yeah, special. Know, very special. And Katarina Johnson-Thompson has most of the women's records, so it's quite nice no, to no. go up on the on the list. Oh, it's amazing. It really is. To, to take a record, I could only dream of doing doing so. I mean, Johnny Mather, there's records there that he I hasn't, know, hasn't, ta- he hasn't taken from Jeff. Jeff yeah. Smith still has them. So it's quite amazing that you've done that. And you, you did it. So as, you, as you're running through this event, is there, were there any odd times when you, you know, 20 miles or whatever, we thought, oh God, I'm having any, any issues? Or was, was it all smooth? Was it all... I, I think the hardest bit for me was like between eight and 20. So I ran really conservatively between those miles. And my last six miles, I was having a ball. Really? I felt so strong. Yeah. I felt like... Why did I hold myself back in that last okay. in that middle yeah. block? I was yes. flying down the last few miles, and just my race photos. I've just seen them yesterday. They look yeah. they look great. Yeah. I was <laughs> dancing with the crowds, fist bumping, big smile, and then you've got Sam Harrison's photos that are just like grinding her teeth, yeah. right, gritting, okay. suffering. I was having a ball. I loved it, but the middle bit was a bit. That was more of a psychological battle of just plugging away. But it, it, it must say to you that there's huge scope here to, to go even faster yeah, if, yeah. if you were yeah, and was conservative. It, was, was that the first marathon that you've done where you've, where you've had that? Because I know, for me, California was the same. Was it, that was that same one, like those between sort of, probably from miles five to miles 20, because it was rolling hills. Yeah. I just was conservative the whole yeah. way. So I just wanted to make sure I was ready for the last yeah. 10K. Yeah. And that's how I did. And then I was disappointed with the time because I was like, oh, I had so much extra energy left. I yeah, use more yeah. of it. Um, but was that like the first sort of way of like pacing a marathon in that sort yeah, of way I've and, not and finishing felt, that? I've not felt that good at the end of a marathon yeah. for a while. I, I think in Tokyo, like the last six miles were just like, oh, they were more of a struggle. Yeah. Whereas this one, I just felt completely different. But that's partly because I ran with my head, if that yeah. makes sense. And I had been running with third lady up into the, about six miles. And we were fast. We were, we were well too fast. And we'd been talking because I'm a, I'm a chatty racer. I talk my way around yeah. the race. Will you continue to do that in future? What be conservative? No, talking to. Oh, or... I don't know. Like I think some runners find it a bit weird when I start chatting my way through yeah. races. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Like, where are you from? <laughs> what are you going for? Do you want to team up? And they're a bit like, this is a competition, and I'm just I don't come across competitive whatsoever. Maybe that's a good thing. That's that's because um, you can take it too seriously, and, and maybe... it probably takes that, that lets that energy balance sort yeah. of be there, where you're not a bit more relaxed and yeah. you're able to just you know enjoy it. And, yeah. And, 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 well, like for yeah. third lady, like we ran together for the first kind of ten k, and we kind of figured out we were heading 
for a similar time. Third, third lady, let me ask you, there, there was, I've heard about this, there was a, a, a spoof in, in the results. There was a lady that... Yeah, yeah. Which sort of claimed second place from you, but probably got a taxi halfway around. What, what was the score with her? So we've been trying to figure this out today and, and she's now been disqualified and taken right. off the results okay. page, so I am now right. And you don't remember seeing this lady? No, she didn't exist. She didn't, <laughs> and yet she got to the finish line before you. Yes, she ran a world record for 30K. Oh, well, that's definitely... Yeah. That, so we can discount that. Yeah, yeah. So um, even Athletics Weekly picked up on it when they were, you know, putting in all the, the, the age group records and they mentioned about the fact that clearly it was an error, but she was down at the top of the results. I wonder what Having happened. not ran the first 30K because yeah. she didn't pass any of the markers. Now, that's, that couldn't be a mistake. I, I mean, uh, uh, she... Anyway, speculation, but how mm. on earth do you jump from... Uh, how do you start at 30k? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So yeah. clearly she had no intention of running the full 26 miles. She's also not on Run Britain and we can't track down a club, so we don't actually know who this person is. And the listeners will be very happy to know that you've given me Phil Sessiman's medal, is that right? Oh, yeah, so... Where, where has it gone? <laughs> I'll put it in my bag. <laughs> How did you end up with that? So um, I, one of my friends, when they were looking at it, because I've taken all my medals into the gym, everyone wants to see them. Says, um, you do realise this is a this says men's marathon championships, and I was like, oh no, I hadn't actually seen that engraved on the back. That means I've got Phil Sessaman's silver medal that he got for. I do. You know, re- I do recall him sprinting past Mo. Mo. Yes. So um, yeah, so I've got Phil Sessaman's silver, and I don't feel like I deserve any of the credit for being Mo Farah, but I'll <laughs> happily take it. <laughs> And and he likely has your your. He silver. probably has mine. Yeah. So. Um, but what could be the funniest bit there if you're is listening that, that, that Mo Farah could have the uh, the, the ladies' bronze. The ladies ah, bronze, yeah. yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> For his last ever London marathon. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm really excited. There's so many questions. I don't know where to go with this, Matthew. You you you're much more organised than me. I mean. Right. Well, I, I, I want to go back to to the Tokyo a little bit. Oh, to the to- to Tokyo. Because that, that's Tokyo. really the. The build up to, right. to, to London in a way, and, and obviously it was it was sort of. What well, tell me about? Sorry, when was Tokyo, and and, and why did you say it was the build? Come on, tell me about Tokyo. Tokyo was um, me, first week of March, um, so it was seven weeks before London. So obviously there's not a lot of turnaround there, um, and I'd kind of decided that London was my A race anyway. So my plan, my eighteen week plan, finished at London, which meant that Tokyo was my long longest run (laughs) a full marathon um and yeah so I had to factor that into the training so I kind of um did most of my training before Tokyo like getting in a couple of extra recovery runs knowing that I was gonna have to drop my mileage a little bit after Tokyo factor that in taper and then recover and then go again for London um so yeah that was seven weeks prior and I ran a 236 there which was a complete shock because my my whole training block has just been terrible <laughs> um to be honest and sometimes the best blocks I think I know, uh, the, 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 London for me last year was was the best block it all went perfect smooth and was the marathon I didn't finish um right. so I, I think the blocks were the usually are up and down so for me it seems I think Sometimes the ones, as long as you've grinded through it, you're not injured and really out sort of thing. You can yeah. still train. Yeah, I could still run. I was just struggling. So I like, I really didn't think I was going to PB. And people kept get asking me like, oh, are you going over for a time? And I was like, I just want to get round maybe three hours. So, you know, I'll be happy. 
and in fact like in January the like tempo runs I was doing with my group with my friends in Salford um I was happy to hit seven minute miles for like my 10 mile tempo that was success for me it was like a big step forward and I was like okay maybe I'll get around Tokyo maybe I'll be able to seven minute mile but that was like end of January and then I had the racing start of March so I was really quite iffy Somehow I managed to get two thirty-six. And then you you travelled to Tokyo as well. Yeah. So did you get there a week before the race? Yeah, or? about it was like I got there on the Friday the week before, so we gave ourselves plenty of time. Yeah. Also, um, it's expensive, right. so we managed to get like a, a cheaper deal to fly earlier, yeah. and I made it into a proper trip. Seeing if you're going all that way, you might yeah. as well go and see Fuji and yeah. spend a bit of time right. sightseeing. I went with my parents. Fuji's an island, isn't it? No? No, is it's Fiji? the mountain. That's Fuji. Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> Fuji's the mountain. Oh, okay. In the middle of Japan. It's absolutely stunning. How long did you, was your entire trip, sorry? About 10 days in Japan. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, really loved it. And I didn't really think about the race until we went back to Tokyo on, I think it was like the Thursday before, went to the expo, got my number. But I just tried to like out of sight, out of mind. How are your your mother and father within? Uh, give them a shout out, by the way. Yeah. The names. Hi, mum and dad. I'm sure you're listening to the replay. What are the, the first names? <laughs> Stuart and Christine. Stuart and Christine. Are they a? Do they keep you relaxed and or are they really intense or, or what? Because that will have an effect on you. I imagine. They're quite. They're, they're very chilled. Right, okay. um, and yeah. like we're in the we're in the bit of a transitional phase at the moment of me stepping up from being an amateur into more of a professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know that like they'll be on the in the crowds cheering and they want to be there at the finish line and they want to come to the prize giving and they want to be in the press area. Yeah. And it's kind of them getting to yeah. that level of understanding that okay we've kind of got to let her be an athlete now and yeah. we can still be proud parents but we can't they expect to be VIPs <laughs> because no one's getting a VIP pass <laughs> do they have a sporting background themselves my dad's still running marathons oh yeah um yeah. he did attempt Manchester yeah. however he doesn't listen to a word of advice that I give him Fish and chip dinner the night before. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, who either. does that? And I <laughs> <laughs> made a split decision on the Saturday night he was going to run it, despite having like a bit of injury and a few conditions and not necessarily being race fit. And you oh, say he's I'll still running them. How long has he been running marathons for? He started do, I think he started doing them after I started. My first was when I was 22. Like My first ever marathon was actually in France. I ended up doing oh. the Championships of France, and I did quite well. What time did you get in that first marathon? 3.30. 3.30. Not bad for a first one. No, not bad and at all. And I'd never heard of like a gel. Yeah. I had no concept of that whatsoever. Right. I just did it without anything, no fuel whatsoever. Well, we must mention fueling. <laughs> How many gels did you have in this particular... Run? So I had four. Four gels. And then I took all the Lucasaid that they gave me. So yeah. I wasn't, because I wasn't elite, I didn't have my own yeah. bottle. So they give you Lucasaid sports, did it? They did, and it was in cups this year oh, instead yeah. of bottles, which doesn't make it any have, easier. Have you worked out how to drink out of a cup yet? Yeah, yeah you kind of pinch it. and yeah. you, How you, long did it take? How many marathons did you have to take <laughs> before you got that? Um, yeah, I took a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, uh, I was four before, yeah. <laughs> before I saw some Americans run past me in California and just... Yeah, put yeah. It together and put, oh, why has no one ever well, told me this? you still lose a fair bit of it. Yeah. So I had to factor in, I'll probably get maybe 100 mil of Lucasade at most. Yeah. I'm going to get a couple of mouthfuls. The rest will go over my face and when, over me. When did you take the first gel? The first one? I was supposed to take it three miles in. 
Really? Um, I didn't. I took it at six. Okay. Well, you forgot or you just didn't? No, I didn't feel like taking it. Oh, okay. So I didn't yeah, take it. Right. Did you take one on the start line? I did though? take yeah, one okay. at the start and I just felt one like 20 point. minutes in, nah, I didn't yeah, want okay. anything. Six one. miles is that round where I would typically right. take one. So one, but your plan was one on the start, one at three. Where was the other two? I was going to take one, like one at three because there was no LucasAid, one at six and then go for LucasAid at the next stop and alternate my LucasAid and my and my gels every kind of I was advised by England to take on something every 20 20 minutes 5k take on some kind of fuel whatever form that was but don't mix your gels and your leucosades because that's not a good idea so I was trying to space them out but the leucosade didn't actually um, you couldn't get that on course until mile nine so it would be more gels in the beginning did that come as a surprise to you? no I knew that because I'd looked up what was was happening and kind of figured out well I need about four gels in the race and see how I feel. I might not need the last one, but I did take it anyway about mile 23. Oh, yeah, because I've heard of some guys, I might be wrong, Matthew, taking about eight gels, or is that wrong? What, how many do you yeah, take? No, I, I typically take about five in total. Oh, five, okay, not much So it's, it's, so. It's, it's generally, you've got to look at the carbs, out the amount of carbs in your gel. Some yeah. are, some are more, the more liquid the gel is, the less carbs it tends to have, the thicker the gel is, yeah. the more carbs it has, but the harder it is to then swallow because it's thicker and gooier yeah. and things like that. So you, oh, okay, yeah. you, you've yeah. got to find one what affects your well. stomach and sits you in all that, and but also then it gives you the carb the carbs that you, you need and the energy that you need sort mm. of thing. So for the carbs I use, five is 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 ideally what I need to cross a marathon. And usually that fifth one is, is as Rachel says, that last one you sort of choose whether or not you need it and want it, mm. um, because it's always going to be around that 22, 23 mile point. Mm. And at that point, you, you may need it or you may just think yeah I'm just going to crack on without it's probably okay, better yeah. to take it at that yeah. point yeah but you had your four gels one on, on the start line one on three and where was the other two sorry um, I didn't take one at three miles I took one about six then I had LucasAid then I took the second about halfway right. um, I had one at 18 miles and then I had one at 23 um, and they did have some LucasAid gels on course, but I didn't really want to risk taking yeah. them. If everyone says that, well, what kind of what brand do you use yourself? I use High Five. High Five. Just, what, what about you? Matthew? I find they sit really well on my. Stomach. I use SAS, but uh, I've been practicing with some of the High Five electrolyte ones because the the sponsor of Copenhagen. So right. What's I like High Five. There, so. I've completely converted. Like I yeah. used to be on SIS, but oh. I just I don't I don't want to take them. Yeah. I'll take them, but it's it like it just gets you through. It mm. does the whereas high five yeah. is kind of more like diluted fruit juice. Yeah. I find. Yeah, well, I've always stuck with the electrolyte gels over because I'm a really proficient sweater. Okay. So I need to make sure the electrolytes are back yeah. in as well as the carbs. So I always find using the electrolyte gels is, is better for me. Plus the the SAS and the high well the high five ones is just as you say like a, a fruit juice sort of yeah. drink. The SAS one is like a a kid's fruit yogurt yeah. sort of texture, so it smells nicer than the the the, just a plain carb SIS mm. uh, gel, um, but I mean I, I I mean I like the talk stuff and things. That's really nice flavour, but um, they, they don't do an electrolyte version. I don't think so. I, I don't I don't do them, but they're all desserts and they taste delicious. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took um, the high five aqua ones because yeah. you don't necessarily need water yeah. to take those, and I've used them in a few races when you feel like if the the water stations are quite spread out mm. sometimes having like a, an aqua gel actually just gets you to the next hydration station and you don't feel as if okay i'm really dehydrated now right, yeah. so yeah, yeah they're quite handy this seems to be very important in these marathons fueling yeah i, yeah. I think it's i think it's the biggest yeah. bit that probably i don't know whether you did but it's a bit i underestimated in the first marathon i ever did 
because um, I thought, oh, I've run 30 miles without any fuel, I'll be absolutely fine, I don't mm. need it. But when you're working at a race Pace. intensity, yeah. it becomes so essential to you to, yeah. to be able to continue that intensity all the way around. It's and that hitting it's, the wall. Yeah. And, and people that have hit the wall before, they, they try and describe it as like, running backwards and you feel as if you have nothing left. Have you felt like that before? No, I've never felt no. like that. No. I mean, I've, I've seen in some marathons, my performance has really, my, my, you know, my miles have slipped towards the end of a race. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, oh, what, what went wrong? And you're like, well, it must have been partly fueling or partly yeah. just not being prepared for those last few miles. Yeah. So just trying to be, think of being a, as like a car and making sure that you've got enough fuel in your tank so that when you hit that 20 mile you've got the fuel that you need or that you've already taken it on rather than trying to panic and take like three gels in the last six miles and it's too late by that point by by the point you've already you know it's a pendulum and and by the time you've you've fallen off one side that's it there's no way back you you ain't coming back from it you've you've got to have fueled before you you need it sort of thing you don't want to start cramping yeah Mm, interesting the marathon is that that the, the particular distance that you, you wish to stay with going forward. I don't know. Like, I've I've kind of just done marathons for a long time now. I enjoy them. Yes. I think for me, like, it's only last year when I came back and started taking this a bit more seriously. I ended up doing like a ten k and a five k because I'd never really done that ever. Mm. Um, so doing other distances but had never really been on my radar but it's actually important to do those short races too yeah. and to work on your speed work and things like that to, to become better at the marathon I so, don't know actually, I was going to ask you with, the, with, with obviously you're sort of saying looking at obviously Race for England later this year maybe mm. spring sort of time and obviously possibly the, the marathon sort of next in, in, in England uh, for England in the spring and things like that but um yeah, would, would there be a focus maybe over across the summer trying to bring that, that 5k PB yeah. down of 16.28, which was yeah, in Cheshire yeah, yeah, yeah. last year? Was that last that spring was, one? That or was in August. One, was that was, was the week one. when I did triple 20 on the weekend and no. won that with a course record. That was also last year's top 20 mile time. Yeah. So it was a decent run. Yeah. And then we had, on the Friday, we had mid Cheshire. Yeah. That was our peak 86 mile week on my plan. So okay. it was like, that was the, as high yeah. as we went. And somehow I came out with like a 5K PB and I hate 5Ks. Yeah. I will take a marathon any day over a 5K. Yeah. And, and watch, for the listener who doesn't know much, like myself, <laughs> why, why why is it... more than you, but... <laughs> 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 you laughing at? The listeners probably know more than you. <laughs> why is it important for Rachel, who is obviously a magnificent talent, which particularly with the marathon she is flown through the field and, and she's closing in on this Sam Harrison, whoever she is. Only joking. Um, <laughs> and and she's nine, nine minutes behind her and Sam Harrison, I imagine, has all this support. She probably doesn't work like you, I imagine. She still keeps a day well, job. She works, she's one still day working, week, okay. Yeah. Oh, one day a week, that doesn't count, does it? It's like going to church. But, uh, <laughs> no, she's still working. But you're working full time. You know, oh, yeah. There's a big difference there. Six days a week. Yeah. For you, you know, 20 classes. Yeah. So to, I, I want to see you close that gap on Sam Harrison personally. And Matthew, are you saying that she needs to focus on the 5K? No, no, no I'm not saying that. I, I'm just thinking, looking, I mean, you know, I, I'm just looking at, at, at the training you've said you've done and stuff yeah. like that, that from the routes you've come through, which has been sort of 
on the American side and things that it would look that you know I mean I know Jeff Smith has said to me I need to go back and revisit my five thousand and my ten thousand, um, and I started with those distances. I started on the track with eight hundreds, which is probably something you've missed in your yeah, development. Never done you never like did that. that sort of through and then up. And I mean, I, I don't think you need to go back and do eight hundreds, but no. you know that that I suppose that that bit that is maybe missing in the block in the in the training is that top end speed on the yeah. five and the ten yeah. that then makes that five and ten. If, well, each 5k split of the marathon feels so much easier, easier because yeah. that's 5k is you know instead of being you know a minute two minutes slower than what you're racing in the marathon so or faster than what you're racing in the marathon is suddenly like three or four minutes yeah I don't, or what, the maths on it I've not worked out the splits there so yeah which one but because um, it was 17 17 20 I yeah. did my first 5k so yeah so it's, so it's a minute a minute slower isn't yeah. it sort of thing than your 5k PB so you you know if that was Oh, you know, if, if you're 15 20 then sort of that's that 17 yeah, 20 or even down to 16 40 feels so much easier and there yeah suddenly is huge jumps in yeah so in I, time could, I, well, could, I could see myself doing that mid cheshire in august probably yeah. not obviously not this week yeah um for obvious reasons um so i'll probably have to target that maybe do crystalton again because i did that last year that's and i think it about did like three weeks isn't it 17 something last year that was like my first five first pretty much 5k and that was horrible um but got some of the mysteries in the summer yeah true I well, might not just the nicest them. of courses yeah but just to just to build yeah. up that speed I work paced around one if you yeah. want yeah I, I did one of them i ran seven i think i ran 16 59 yeah i did win it when i did it um but yeah it doesn't come naturally to she me she might pace you around that's true same with the 10k i need to get my 10k time down um because i actually ran my my 10k pb in london this week right. i landed on 35 15 um so i haven't actually raced a 10k since um i came came back last april so i was actually living abroad so right. i came back um, and I did the Liverpool 10 and the Liverpool 5k at the start of May last year. Yeah. Those were kind of like just after I landed back. Um, I did them both on the same morning, as you do. Yeah. And I won the 10 in like 38 and the 5 was like, I don't know, can't remember. But that was like me coming back and being like, oh, actually, I'm, actu I'm actually okay at distance. And then a few weeks later, I ran Manchester 10k and in 35. Sure. So within I mean a couple of weeks, I already started to see a big change if that yeah. makes sense so let me get this straight right so you're training for a marathon according to matthew um and you you, you do some five you get really fast at five k's yeah but then you want to be fast at 10 k's and then hang on what about the 10 mile we need to be fast at the 10 mile and a half marathon so basically what does it all fit together you know for the for the common it, person to, no, it, to, it, it's difficult. why not just be working on the half marathon the 10 mile in relation to the marathon why do you have to it, i know what you're saying you need that speed and it's important but it's clearly not that important because rachel's just punched well above her weight and she's flown through the field i wouldn't say it's, well i can say the progression that she's been training and, and doing but it, yeah. i think it's it's we're it, it's 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 no, what I'm, I'm saying not, is, it, not, to close, not, the, to close let's let's look at it. You know, the ambition there is to the marathon. Clearly, I think that seems to be the opportunity where there can be some serious results. Closing the gap, gap on Sam Harrison, let's say, we're saying that Rachel needs to revisit the 5K to close that gap. Not, not necessarily. I, I just 
It's you an just idea. sort of look. It's, it's an, an idea. idea of it's where you look. I mean, it's if I know for me personally, from my from from my training, it's where I look is where you know I, I if I could break fourteen minutes for the five k, I'm then you know, and I'm trying to run sixteen minutes at the moment per five k split in the marathon. It suddenly becomes a lot easier from being over fourteen. The but same then, with the but 10K, then don't you have so to dedicate a particular time you, to, you, to yeah, training? Yeah, that's and the then don't you slip? Part. You slip then with the marathon, don't you? Isn't not that? necessarily going to slip with the marathon because you're not going to go into it temporarily. temporarily. But you're also not going to put one on the cards because you're right, you're okay. going to be yeah. swapping your focus to the five and ten k. And I suppose the and issue there lies is, is one that higher intensity risks higher injury risks because of the intensity yeah. of it. Two, if you just don't like those events that much, then you the the feeling of a bit of lack of interest and stuff is going to come into it apart and you know you're going to want to go back to the marathon i mean i that was my plan this year this spring was to go okay let's focus on five and ten k's and then i sort of had a little niggle on the cross countries decided no you know what i'm going to enter manchester marathon then obviously got the call up for england for copenhagen and went okay throw that out the window and let's focus on the the marathon again but as i've spoke with my new coach about allison when i've been down i was down in in brighton this weekend and, and london and we were chatting about stuff and my greatest strength is my speed elements. I'm still like, I can still run a, a 410 mile and things like that. I'm still running 53, 54 second 400s. So there's a lot for me to revisit at the 5 and 10k, which is probably, I could probably do anyway, but isn't recorded and official. And the mental bonus of having that as an official knowledge that, yeah, I can run sub 14 minutes for a 5k. I can run sub 30 minutes for a 10k is then going to boost my performance in the marathon from a psychological standpoint but also then from a physiological standpoint yeah. going into marathon training you know that those paces that you're then going to run are going to feel easier your LTP so yeah things like that you're going to bring your LTP level uh, threshold higher and things so. I don't I don't buy it do you buy it Rachel? I've been told I've got a great VO2 max but I could build a bigger tank and the way to do that is to get me on the track and leave okay. me okay. absolutely beasted yeah. so I'm going to go with it I'm joking, by the way. I mean, I'm not saying I don't buy it. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think speed work has its place. So, I'm going to see you on the track doing 16 times 400. Oh, yeah, I did, that a, few, I did do that yeah. a few weeks ago with Dave. Very good, yeah. I did that last uh, two weeks ago, I think I did that. That was, and my, it was great. You know, my only I really session enjoyed it. of the year with the Harrier so far. Yeah. But um, hopefully, I'll be back each week at some point as soon as I've got. I've got shin splints, so as soon as they're better, then I'll be. Shin splints, so how does that affect you? You've got them now, you Yeah, yeah, I've had what? them the entire training block. That's and why it's been a bit carry, of a disaster. What, how does it affect you? I've never had that particular. Oh, it's horrible. It's it's like pain in your bone. In your shin? Yes. And how do you get get over that? Um, is it, or is it just permanently it's with It's kind you? of just time. Time and rest right. and management. Running marathons? <laughs> yeah, no, twice in seven <laughs> weeks. Um, but that's amazing that you can do that with shin splints. Because I thought you wouldn't be able to run. Well, I've got them to the point where they're, they're much improved them from where they were, mm. but I still had to, like in the last seven weeks since Tokyo, I've kind of ran like three days, four days a week right. and really backed off right. speed work. And Talk, talking to Ian Lawton a couple of weeks ago, he does, he does three runs a week and some of his times are amazing. Know, he does a lot on the bike. Would that help shin splints if you were doing a bit of cycling or something like well, that? I teach spin a couple of times a oh, week. You do, don't you? Yeah, course, yeah, and yeah. I've been on the yeah. cross trainer once a week. Um, and you've still got to blast those circuits out, so that's going to be. So I'm doing impact. all the I'm doing all the cross training that I'm doing yeah. with my job, but like with the running side of things, it has been difficult around mm. injury. Um, so I run 
with like calf support, double calf support right. for races. And right. where I, I was wearing my super shoes for things like any speed sessions, the ones that I've done on the track. That's to protect short. you protect you a bit more. Yeah, there's, right, there's yeah. a lot more bounce on the track as well. If I'm going to do like a speed session, right. it makes sense to go down there, even solo, and just do something. I must go, your accent, you don't sound like a Liverpoolian. Are you, are you originally from Liverpool? Or? No, I've been in Liverpool 20 years, but I'm a little bit lost <laughs> in terms of my accent. Because you mentioned Salford. Where are you originally from, if we go back to your um, school days? I grew up in North Wales, in oh, Wrexham. Yeah. And then yeah. my, my parents are from down, well, one's from down south, one's from up north. So I'm a, a little bit um, from nowhere. Oh, yeah, so the Village Bakery would have been a very special yeah, case, which you yeah, did. So on, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah, so I did. I've done that twice now, and I do hold the course record. Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. I didn't realise you, you got the course 75, record. 75, That's the record for a lady. Yeah, yeah, oh, and I did, that, I did that the week before Great North Run and I wasn't even going to enter because I had Great North Run and I thought, well, all my training mates are doing it, my dad. So I did it just as a, well, this will be my long run for the week and I ended up getting a 75. So that's my In current. your hometown, did you have yeah. lots of support, I imagine? Or was it just, Quite did it feel bit. very it was, special? Yeah, it going did, to go the, and do it there. Because you knew all the... All and, the... and that is where my, my half marathon PB is currently from. But again, I haven't targeted a half or a 10 or You expect five, to so. blow that out of the water Oh, yeah, 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 hopefully. Yeah. Like you I'm, wish to do that. I, I often think, though... Should we be so obsessed with those figures if you, again, you going back to that idea that you're really su- very successful at the marathon, why be so obsessed with these other times if, it, if it's irrelevant, although it could be relevant, obviously, if it, if it makes you faster at the marathon? Yeah. Well, I've had the argument numerous times with you, John Joe, that yeah. times is, is, is irrelevant in the end of the day because... It's positions. Oh, positions. That, that matters. You know, you win, you know, because at the time you can beat. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you're always going to want to beat that time and, and, and better it in another race and somewhere else. and mm. uh, Or someone else is going to beat that time and that record's yeah. going to go. But right, you okay. win a race or, you you, you know, you, you podium in a race and things like that mm. and no one takes that away from you. That, they that's, can't that's take that away from that's me. It. So, um, you know, and, and obviously... You know, people can try and say, well, the field was weaker or whatever, but the field was the field on that day. And so, yeah. you know, that the podium and the, and the position is is something that can't be taken away, where the time can can be bettered by you or by somebody else. So you're no longer, longer worried about these times now, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to your schooling, though, because I think that's important in, in the story for me. The, the athletics didn't really come in at all or, or was it quite a sporty childhood for you? Yeah, I was very sporty. I have a really sporty um, younger brother who was good at all the sports. Yeah. Um, and he was a decent runner, but he was big into football. So right. I did a lot of like spectating on like the kids, like Liverpool Football Academy and stuff. My yeah. brother used to play for them, really? a few yeah. different teams. So like I was always on the sidelines watching all the boys play. Yeah. And, and just kind of running up and down. <laughs> How did he get on with the football, by the way? Did he make it as a professional? No, no, Not injury, quite. like he kind of, you nice. know, you have to commit everything to it at a yeah. very young age. Yeah. And um, his knees didn't really hold up. So, yeah, I mean, he's still a good runner. He's got into triathlons now. He's doing triathlons now, yeah. We, we watch out for him. Or Ian Lawton needs to watch out <laughs> for him. So you came from a sporty background, but you, it wasn't, just to confirm, it wasn't really until five years ago when you really honed in on the running. Yeah. Before that, was there another sport or that you kept up with that was re- that you were that you were competitive with? No, there was no competition until five years ago. No, so like okay. I started yeah. doing yeah. started running when I got to uni. That was like right. something I wanted to do. Which university was? It? I went to University of Liverpool. Right. Um, right. so like I signed up with their athletics 
union. And I think I represented in a cross-country race. Oh, and that was not fun. <laughs> right, okay, okay. But I was working. I'd entered a 10K um, Liverpool women's 10K at that time. We had our own women's race. Mm-hmm. And, like, my ultimate goal was just to run a 10K. And I did a fundraiser and raised a couple of grand. And that was my ultimate goal. And then to do that, I think I did it in, like, 46 minutes. And kind of thought, I'm actually quite good at this. Right. Um, and then went from there, did a half, did a marathon, so after you'd left university now then you started well I still yeah. during my university years I did languages yeah. so I travelled right. so I ended up like France was my first marathon because I was out there I did half in Madrid I did I did a few races here and there in different countries right. um, and London I did that I did that the week before my dissertation was due right. <laughs> and I didn't get my dissertation in on time. I was so busy doing training for London that yeah. kind of my academics, I wasn't really that bothered. And that was your second London marathon? Though. That was my first, my first London was oh, sorry. Sorry. at the end of my university years, that was t- when I was 25. No, but you've done two, you've done two. Yeah, I've done yeah, two, sorry. so I did 2017 yeah. was my first and yeah. then 2019 right. was my second um, and did a Boston in between. So this success was your actually your third London marathon. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the third one. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Now at the, I was thinking about age. I thought you think thirty, you passed it, but you're certainly not. <laughs> Thanks. You're certainly not because that Ailish McColgan who pulled out the race. She's about thirty two, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She, I, she, I, she's I, born know, the spring know, before me. Yeah, because her, her mum and my mum were on the Super Mums TV show together. But you know something? I thought because I, I don't nothing about the sport really. You know, but. I was listening, I hear, you know, things, and um, this, they keep going on about this Ernest McColgan, obviously, you know. And I honestly thought, in my head, because I don't even know what she looks like, I thought she'd be in her 20s. But when I when I found out the other day that she was 32, I thought, God, she's getting on a bit there. But as a marathon runner, you've got, like, maybe... Where, where, would, it, where would it come to about 37, where you start to maybe... Well, well Johnny Mellor's 37. You got Paula Radcliffe as well. She ran quite late. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kipchoge is, is thirty nine. Is he? Thirty nine. Um, well, he, you know. he finished sixth the other the other week. But yeah, he's, well, he's, yeah. Do you think he'll get back to his best? And he broke the world record last year in th- when he was thirty eight. So. Did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. in Berlin. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Mo Farah, was, you, was, you've was got plenty sporting. of time. That's that's as a marathon runner. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully. As like a 5k runner, I'm, it, I'm not going to catch up with the women in their 20s, no, not, not when no. they've done it all their lives and they've That's been it, yeah. training on the track yeah. throughout the teens and, you know, picked as a child that, okay, this is it, they're going to be an athlete. I didn't yes. have that. No, no, I so, understand that. That's, that's interesting though. Mm. So you have time, um, which is a real positive and um, you're on the scene and with that amazing success. Well, Tomo at the moment as well. Tomo was, oh, was he yeah, 40, I saw that. 42. 42, 42, 42 moment, he finished he 11th overall, was it? Or just, no, just outside the top uh, 10. 10. No, he was in the top 10. He wasn't, was he? Yeah. No, I looked at the top 10, he wasn't on the top 10. No, no, so. he was 11. Yeah, you're right, you're, he was 11. Yeah. And he yeah, said Mo I, was, was, he said was I wasn't, 10, wasn't watching. He? Mo was 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's three Brits in the top 10, wasn't it? Yeah, Emil Caress, Sesamon, and, and then Mo. And the winning ladies' time, though, what would that have been? 2.18. So there's another gap there again, which is... Mm. is. Um, I mean, that was yeah. just talking about the, the ladies' elite race. The, the yeah. winner was just... 
just mad. So have you? I'm guessing you've watched it back. Oh, I've seen I'm, this. I'm not time, you? but I've heard but it's, about oh, it. it was just madness. Yes, she she was on the Ramadan. Is that correct? She was, yeah, but that wasn't she, the madness of it. To be fair, no, I, mean, I, so, I adds to it. But I mean, she stopped and stretched, didn't she? And she was having a chat twice, like, yeah. like yourself. She was having a chat with with different people, and she was very jolly in her in her approach to it. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose, yeah. But I mean, it was. I mean, you know, she's proven herself as like a you know an amazing athlete on what the track. What's her name? Safana Sen. Um, so she won. She obviously she's she's she won bronze. Uh, she won two gold medals and a bronze medal at the Olympic Games in Tokyo. Um, sorry, the world. Was the world champs? She ran. She only doubled. At, yeah, sorry, she doubled at the uh, the Olympic Games in Tokyo. So she won the fifteen and the ten thousand double, which is a pretty unheard of double. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the world champs the year later. Um, so was that last year? Last year's one. She did. She did uh, gold. In, um, I think the five thousand and the ten. I don't think she got it in the. That must be the Olympics. She went, she did the triple, but she only got gold in two only, and a bronze mm. in the other. Right. Um, and then yeah. yeah, sort of um, obviously so on the track is a it's a huge career. And she even said in London she decided to do it, but she was going to focus on going back to the track in the summer. So she didn't really change and adapt to training. She just increased the mileage she was doing. Um. And yeah, she 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 stopped around about four miles in and, and to stretch, and then again a couple of miles later on yeah, to stretch. Yeah. She was 30, 40 seconds down on the the rest of the elite women at, at, at one point, yeah. um, and then and, and literally the commentators. And to be fair, I was at home going, she, she probably should just pull out. It's probably risking too much of an injury, and, yeah. and just to, you yeah. know. She, and I think any anyone watching it who knew athletics was probably thinking the same thing. Um, and yet she stayed in there, and you could just always see her in the background, and then. As the race got on, she suddenly started to just get that little bit closer and that little bit closer. And you were thinking, if she gets back on this pack and can sit in there, there isn't a single woman in that field that can out-sprint her. She, she'll leave them all for dust yeah, at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, yes. and there was just around, probably around 20 miles or so, they just slowed a, a, a little bit, or maybe 22. They just slowed that little bit that she got herself back attached onto the, onto the, the pack. And you were like, well, all she has to do is sit there now. Um, and wait because they're in her realms of, of distance really, yes. you know yes. and if she's feeling good again which she has done to, to get back on them um, it was up for her and um, yeah but then yeah at about 23 miles there was the, the, the final water station yeah she saw one of the she saw out the corner of her eye one of the other athletes go for a water and she she said afterwards she hadn't been practicing a coach had been telling her she had to get water mm. and so she suddenly sort of literally did an immediate stop and crossed over the road, nearly yeah. getting run over by the, the motorbike that was that was filming oh and stuff like that, yeah. um, to get a water and then get going. And you were like, oh my God, she, that's the race gone for her now. There's no way she's coming back from that. And then she did and she just sat there on the back of them. She offered a water to um, last year's winner who, who didn't look that happy that she was being offered water via 23 miles in and having a chat. And then, yeah, she she, she just waited then until literally straight with the finish was uh, in sight and that was it. Boom. Right, okay. Classic kick from from Stefana San, and she just took the, the win. And, and, and she was, was going like this. Is she 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 was just amazed. I mean, she yeah. she I think she was amazed herself that she'd won a debut. And I think after all the things that she was going through, plus obviously yeah, Ramadan and things that just it was. It was and Ra- Ramadan race. is eating during the night. Is that right? Uh, I think it's fasting, yeah, mm. yeah, to, through the day and things, yeah. yeah. And, and she and was no saying, she wasn't drinking, yeah, no mm. water as well, no, which is why no she's saying she hadn't been practicing with the water and and things and. And stuff and then again the, the men's race was 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 a bit mad as well really to be fair and I think he probably he probably could have broke the world record if he'd uh, if the pacemaker had 
stopped oh, win, yes. at halfway this, instead of deciding to stay on. Fastest second ever. fastest. Second oh, fastest. London. Oh, fastest London. Fastest ever. Um, London. And second fastest time. Incredible. Yeah, he ran a 50. What do you call him again? 59, 59 half. 59 I think it was half. Like low 59 half. Second half? Yeah, second half it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kiptum. 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 Yeah, Kiptum. Yeah, he's going to be challenging Kiptum. Yeah, so this was, this was, yeah. His, it was his only his second ever marathon. Mm. Valencia was his first. Uh, where he ran the third fastest marathon time ever and then he went and did the second fastest marathon time um, and it was just it, the pacemaker obviously the pacemakers get paid to halfway um, and then they get a bonus for every 5k after that that they carry on really? and so the pacemaker that was with the lead men sort of the rest had all dropped out he was still there and he I think Kipton kept, sort of came up alongside him and sort of said something to him and he sort of said well I'll stay in um, and he stayed in but literally as soon as he'd gone they got to a water station, Kipton missed his bottle and then literally just let rip. And you just sort of feel like if that pacemaker had gone a bit earlier, could he have, would he have gone earlier and would we have seen a world record? Because, you know, he... he yeah, he, and he, he lost a few uh, seconds on that final... Uh, yeah, when right he, yeah the, the, the lead vehicle. Yeah, he's, he's, following the, um, he's following the, vehicle. the camera vehicle who gets, gets siphoned off. And they do, in the technical briefing, they do get told... That you know, don't follow the the lead vehicle. It will go off at the end. It will but how do you know it's the end? He didn't know it was the end, did he? We uh, should d- know. D- you can should see know, the finish he, and stuff yeah, coming up yeah. and things like. And ideally, your prep is. You know, I'd always try and go and do the last three miles as like a shakeout run of the marathon course, just so I know where the, the finish is. The one time I didn't do that was California, and right. I, I didn't know where it was, and it messed me finish up a bit. So, <laughs> is uh, that is that something you practice? Virtual. No, I, I've never really done that before. But like I've done London before, so like I knew mm. where I was going to be finishing. Um, the last mile of Sunday's race felt like the longest mile ever. I was looking for the palace, thinking it's around here somewhere. And you were really pushing it then, were you? At this point? Um, no, I was. Whole, I kind of held back because I didn't want. I didn't want my legs to suddenly go right, okay, before yeah. I hit yeah. the end. I and mean, we've we've all seen those runners where the legs have gone beneath them mm. on the on the on the mall yeah, as they're coming towards yeah, the finish, yeah. and I just didn't want that to be me. So I was like, just stick with stick with the pace that you're running. Are and you then, constantly looking at the watch, or, no, or just how I, often I don't do look you, at it once. Never never looked at it, so you had no idea where you like in terms of the time it was a PB. I've got headphones on, so I had my aftershocks on, oh, yeah. and they oh, link up yeah. to my watch, so they tell I don't me. I think you're allowed headphones. They're open ear ones, so the UK approved. Open ear headphones. Open ear oh, earphones. The benefit of being in the championship start is that you can start, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, right, okay. exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you're playing music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've got. I run with music, yeah. um, but it also like it links to my watch, so it can tell me my kilometer pace. If you ask it to. No, it does it automatically. Oh. So I know what my pace is. Um, but like I'm not really keeping track of it too much. Yeah, no, I think that I've seen a lot of guys looking at the watches. I think too often. Right? Yeah. Every time you look at the watch, you lose your, your rhythm and yeah, yeah. Seconds, so f- yeah. for me, like having yeah. part of having them on my head means that I don't need to look at my watch, right, yeah. and I'm not going to be looking down and then trip or bump, you know, bump into someone running next to me or. It just helps me focus a bit more. But you could well be an elite woman from now on, and you yeah, have to drop have these. Yeah, I to drop them, and I'm yeah. going to have to get used yeah. to it. Um, there were a few splits that were just because of the sky rise and the buildings, your, your GPS is way out. Um, so you just kind of realise, well, that obviously wasn't like a 255 kilometre there. Well, this it's been marvellous. Any more questions, Matthew? Any more questions? I mean, we'd love to have you back on the show uh, in the future. 
Um, we expect more successes. Dave Evans, of course, is, is looking forward to seeing you back down at the track. And, um, and for now, Matthew, have you got any more? But, of course, yes, we've got some wonderful gifts for the lovely Rachel. We have a book here called Totally Stupid Men, Hysterical Home Truths About the Men in Your Life. There you go. That's Thank a, you very much. And a lovely jar, <laughs> lovely jar of honey there, quality honey. Um, and it, it really has been marvellous. Um, we must give another shout out to, to your business and support you as we can. Rachel Joy Fitness. How do people get in touch? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or drop me a message. Um, obviously, like I am a coach. I do coach like fitness, but also running. And Everything. I, and nutrition. I, I, nice. I was, yeah. Yeah. during the pandemic, just coaching nutrition online nice. and doing all of that. So I specialize, well, I do specialize in like running, obviously with my background, but I do specialize in women's health particularly like women in the menopause and things like that. I'm a pro when it comes to... And you're also food. fluent in French. French. Um, my Spanish is a little bit not great, but... So for those who are listening, French and Spanish listeners, you've got a wonderful fitness coach there waiting for you. Matthew, any final words? No, I just uh, want to thank Rachel for, for yes. joining us. And uh, yeah, it's been, you know, it was fantastic to, to watch your splits and everything on, on Sunday and, uh, and follow along and obviously... Um, you know, train with you back in, in Leeds in, in March and uh, yeah, I look forward to, to seeing what's next. Yeah, thanks for having me.